Welcome to Vermilion. We're here for USD Football Media Day. I'm Matt Zimmer with Argus Leader Media. To my right, Brian Henschen. To my left, USD beat writer Mick Gary. To his left, uh, Coyotes coach Bob Nielsen. Bob, thanks for having us. It's great to, great to have you here. Well, uh, first, you mentioned in your uh, remarks uh, in the press conference earlier, first time ever that you have been uh, coaching in July. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be a long, long preseason. I think uh, 29 practices in 34 days or something is the, the schedule. Uh, what's that like for you? You mentioned it's one of the unique things in 25 years of coaching. Uh, getting going in, in July, how does that change things, or what's it like for the football team? Well, it's made summer shorter, um, you know, with, uh, with the fact that your guys are around for the summer and then the earlier start uh, to camp, it's, it's really like your guys don't get any break at all, which uh, there's good and there's bad uh, with that. Um, you know, the other thing is without two-a-day practices, uh, it's, it's really changed uh, how we deliver um, you know the implementation of our schemes and you know it's a lot more uh, film time uh, a little bit more meeting time than what we've ever had in the past and I think in a lot of ways it's it's a good thing well I was gonna say I don't think there's any players probably that miss two-a-day practices <laughs> how do the coaches look at that is it a good thing or are there certain areas of that that make it more challenging well anytime you can spread out uh, you know the way that you teach I, I think there's value in that and the, the NCAA giving us a few extra days to get the same amount of practice time uh, means you don't have to hurry uh, through uh, things and and if you find some things that you need another day to improve and uh, to prove upon uh, you can feel like you can do that without moving forward. Does it affect how much conditioning and that sort of thing you do? I, I, you know, with the summer training that our guys do anymore, you really don't worry about that. Uh, you guys come into camp uh, in shape, uh, ready to practice. Uh, 15, 20 years ago, I think all of us as coaches would say you spend the first two or three days making sure your guys are in shape, and, and now your guys are in shape and they're ready to go. You also mentioned in your uh, uh, remarks at the press conference that you're already so far ahead this year after a week maybe than you were through the entire camp last year just as far as installing things and teaching new things. Uh, what was the summer like coming off your first year in this program and now kind of having a feel for how things are going to work here, having got a chance to, to evaluate an entire season? What did you do this summer to prepare for year two? Well, we had over 90% of our roster that were here uh, for basically the entire summer training together. And and even though we don't get to, to actually uh, work with them as coaches, the, the opportunity that they have to be together and developing strength and conditioning wise and then also to, to throw the football around on their own uh, helps carry over from the spring. And, and this second spring, um, it was more about getting better than it was learning the system, which a year ago was, was what we were dealing with. And so that carried over into last year's camp too. We were, we were still trying to teach things for the first time, and, and uh, so we've been able to hit the ground running in this fall camp and feel like we're making uh, uh, significant progress every day. Uh, during the course of the season, what are some things, maybe some evidence that we'll, we will see that you, know, that you were starting at an entirely different point on, in July uh, than you were last year at this time? Well, for there's a couple of things. I, you know, number one, first game we're going to have more more in both offensively and defensively. Where where last year we were adding things as we went through the season, we'll have our complete packages in uh, when we go to, to Drake uh, that uh, uh, that first Saturday, um, and and hopefully we're better at executing it. Um, you know, the fact that uh, um, guys have played, uh, we've got a number of guys that have played and and had games doing uh, uh, what we do offensively and defensively, I think our, we would expect a higher level of execution. 
Well, when people talk about this football team, obviously one of the first things they talk about is your quarterback, Chris Stribler, and that's the case for any team. Obviously, the quarterback is always a, a big point of focus, but Chris had a fantastic year for you last year after having to, to earn the job. Uh, now he comes in this year established as the starter, coming off a productive year. Uh, and, and also, you mentioned at the, the teleconference a couple weeks ago, I was trying to buzz in, by the way, and I never can get me and Mick. They don't call on us on those things ever. So, uh, But you mentioned you know, he had not played quarterback for a year, basically, right. when he came in. And so now he's coming off a year of, of being a productive player, but also it's a little fresher in his mind. As good as he was as a junior, fair to say the expectations raise up a little bit that you think you can even you know, get a little more out of him as your leader on offense? Uh, he's, he's definitely positioned to, to have uh, a really good year. Um, playing all those snaps last year, um, recognizing and reading things, and, and uh, uh, now some of the things that, that he had questions about, uh, he's actually teaching our younger quarterbacks mm -hmm. on. And, and so uh, excited. Uh, he's not only a, a really good athlete, uh, good football player, but he's, he's really become a leader for us and, and on both sides of the football. Is there a, an effort? Uh, last year, I mean, when you got a guy, a package like that, very talented kid, very talented runner, uh, just to make sure that you don't become too dependent on him. It seemed like maybe toward the end of last year, I mean, the young man took a couple of shots for sure. Is, is there some... Do you try to get away from that maybe a little bit? Well, we, uh, you know, we we need him to be a runner and a threat to run the football in our system, um, but you don't want him to, to have to run to move the football, and I, I, that's uh, something that we've focused on here with with our scheme, uh, the ability for for him to distribute the football in the passing game better. Um, I think there were times last year where uh, he just took off. Uh, um, at, at times when he could have thrown the ball and, and this year he's more polished in that area uh, still a very dangerous threat with the football in his hands and and uh, so allows us to be more diverse offensively he has some weapons to work with too I mean you have some a lot of depth at wide receiver and uh, Michael Frederick I believe will be your primary tailback uh, what do you expect from the offensive weapons and how they'll work with Chris this year I, I like our receiving group. Um, we've got uh, depth there. When, when you play as a tempo offense, if you have depth, it allows you to keep fresh receivers on, on the field. And uh, I think we can go too deep at every position there, a wide receiver, and feel like we're putting a, a quality uh, a quality athlete on the field. Uh, the running back, uh, Michael Frederick, stronger uh, and bigger than he was a year ago. Um, as a result, the guy that can take more carries uh, in the league. Uh, but we'll still have a couple other backs uh, that will be distributing, dividing those carries up. And when I like a couple of our younger guys there, uh, uh, Ben Klett, uh, Ethan Falanico, and, and another guy, uh, Paul Anderson, who did most of our return work last year, is another guy that I think uh, can help us there at running back. What do you expect from the offensive line? It looks like there's kind of a nice mix there, some veteran guys and some young guys that you're going to be counting on. Uh, that group has, in, has made uh, a big improvement. Um, uh, we have uh, three three guys that have started a lot of football games for us. Uh, Nick Jensen and, and Tanner Anderson are two tackles, and then Stetson Daigle, one of our co-captains at guard. Um, you know, guys that understand how hard you have to play in the Missouri Valley to, to move the football, and and uh, that whole position group had a really good offseason. Uh, they're stronger, they're more physical, and that was one of the areas that I felt we had to improve as a football team a year ago. 
Well, when you, when you look at your team's defense, uh, gave up a lot of points last year. Certainly, I would think more than you probably wanted to. But uh, in listening to you break down the defense earlier, um, sounds like you feel like there's a chance that this could be a very improved unit. Um, obviously, you mentioned two really good corners coming back, uh, some good defensive ends coming back, uh, getting John Wessel back after missing last year from an injury. Uh, how improved do you think you can be defensively this year? Well, we've, we've got to be improved. Um, you know, we were we, we were a defensive team that had a hard time stopping people from running the football. And in this league, if, if you can't consistently stop people from running the football, you're going to have a hard time getting it back and, and uh, going to have a hard time winning games. And and uh, it starts with your, your, our ability to be physical up front. Uh, uh, our front seven uh, has some experience, uh, has some depth. Uh, but also with our secondary, uh, you know, one of the things I, I feel comfortable doing is we can play a little bit more man-to-man coverage because uh, we're really good on the, on the, at the corner position with Adam Harris and, and Danny Rambo and some other depth there. And, and when you can do those kinds of things, it, it allows you to, to put an extra hat uh, or an extra body in, in the box against the run, and those are some of the things we'll have to do as well. With the defense coming into this year, how much of it do you focus on reinforcing and you know improving upon things last year and introducing new schemes and new different little tweaks here and there? Um, we're doing a few things differently. Um, you know, in valuation of where we ended up the year last year, we, we felt like we had to do some things uh, to help uh, be a better team uh, against the run, but a lot of it is it goes back to uh, improve fundamentals and, and 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 certainly the ability for that group to act more cohesively. And we shuffled some guys around last year, position-wise, due to some injury and lack of depth. And and uh, even though we're young, uh, I think we've addressed a lot of those depth issues, and so we'll have to do less of that this year. Uh, I think that sometimes when we look at, you know, you lose these starters, you immediately assume that the level of play at those spots the next year is going to be lower. But it seems like you're very excited about your defensive ends this year. Um, neither of whom have got well, a ton of playing time so far, but both look like they could be very talented players. I, I think some of our younger players um, that, that had opportunities to get on the field last year and and experience the battles of the of the Valley uh, football have really come along and and uh, that's a group uh, we've got a group of those guys on the defensive side of the football that I think are going to be ready to step in and play at a high level. Well Bob I'm sure on some level you're probably sick of answering the questions about the close losses you know the I mean we can look at it right here four and three last year and then uh, four straight losses to close the season all by one score uh, or less. Um, is there some sort of thing you can pinpoint and say, well, that's why we didn't win close games, or is it not that simple? Well, there's two areas. Um, offensively, um, you know, we were we were a good football team at times, but not a consistently good football team. And, and offensively is an area that we just have to be more consistent. Um, and we had chances to put games away by putting more points on the board in the second half last year, and we went through this lull where we struggled to do that. and. And so that consistency in terms of execution and and uh, um, yeah has has to improve for us and, and is really the primary focus for us offensively and, and defensively it really goes back to you know we gotta we gotta be able to stop teams when we need to stop them and uh, you know in, in a couple of those games last year we, we let teams at the end of the the fourth quarter control the football and couldn't get the ball back to give us one more chance and. And that really comes first and foremost with stopping teams from being able to, to run the football better than we did a year ago. So th those two things are our primary focus for us, uh, one on each side of the ball and, 
And if we can be a better football team in those areas, uh, you know, the, the scores will, will have the opportunity to take care of themselves. Well, I think it would be incorrect to suggest, you know, that this is a team that doesn't know how to win the close games because all four of your wins uh, were very close <laughs> games. You know, some very heated, great win. And, and, you know, against good teams, too. You beat playoff teams, yeah. uh, almost beat North Dakota, obviously a playoff team. They're ranked 10th in the country. Um, what maybe this speaks to is just how good the Valley is, and you've talked about this ad nauseum. I mean, you said again at that teleconference the other day, it isn't just how good the league is, it's that the teams at the bottom continue to get better, and the teams at the top aren't really sliding back to the pack as you would maybe expect to happen. You think, oh, this can't go on forever. Well, it kind of has been up north, um, so how do you sort of try to find your place, I guess, in a league where there are literally eight, nine, ten possibly playoff caliber teams yeah well, I think the key thing there is you know when you're in when you're in one of those teams that's in the middle of the pack you, you got to make a quantum leap of improvement um, because there is nobody sliding back and everybody's improving and so some of that starts with the investment of the, the, the young men that you have in your program and we got a lot of guys that have made uh, substantial investment uh, through the course of, of last year and, and having a great summer and and, and now we've got to capitalize on, on that momentum and, and uh, you'll be a team that, number one, is confident in those clutch situations uh, at the end of games, but, but also a team that executes better. Did you ever get a sense last year that the guys weren't necessarily comfortable down the stretch in those close games and they're coming down to the wire? Or? Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's just one of those things that uh, we have this combination of things. You know, late in the year, um, you know, your depth in the valley really shows. We weren't a very deep football team a year ago, and uh, so you get, you know, down the stretch, and, um, but I, I, you know, I think our team, um, even though we, we, we've we won some of those close games, there were still some critical times last year when you're kind of waiting to see who might step up and make a play, and, and uh, you know, this is a year now that we've got to have 11 guys, you know, that, uh, that are saying in those critical times, run it my way, uh, I'll make the play, and, and 11 guys saying doesn't make any difference if they run it his way or my way, we're going to make a play. Is that something as a coach that you can see guys sort of stepping up in practice even, sort of take on that leadership role in those types of situations? I know it's not the same, but... Yeah, the, you know, that's one thing that I will say, that uh, you know, over the course of the last year, I think that the leadership group in our football team has really got, uh, got us centered, and, and uh, you know, it's, not just, uh, it's not just a coaching staff that that um, you know leads a football team. It's and it's not just captains. It's it's really the whole group. And and we've got a lot of good young men right now that are excited about the year and excited about being a part of Coyote football. Couple road games to start at Drake, uh, at Bowling Green, an FBS game. Uh, I saw Drake play last year. They're a pretty good football team for being a non-scholarship squad. Uh, not ideal maybe to have two weeks in, in a row on the road to start the season. But uh, what are you looking for in those non-conference games? We need to get off to a quick start. Um, you know, we need to play well early. Uh, you know, I look at our, our non-conference schedule and, and uh, um, you know, the road games and then home against North Dakota and then our Valley schedule that kicks in. And it's important for us, uh, you know, last year I, you know, with, with all the things uh, being new, um, we knew there'd, there'd be some struggles early on. And this year we've, we've got we've to be a team that, that hits the ground running and, and, and plays well. And, Road games force you to do that. Did you have much of a say in structuring the schedule this year? Uh, actually, uh, this year's schedule was pretty much done yeah. <laughs> before I took the job. That's one thing now. You know, if you're not scheduled out uh, four or five years in college football, you're behind. And 
our, our administration has done a great job as you look at our future schedule and um, I, I've always been a fan of playing the most difficult schedule that you can and you look at the fact that we've got starting in 2018 we've got four consecutive Big 12 teams we've got a home and home with Montana uh, we've got some some really good uh, games on the road and some really good teams coming into the Dakota Dome. I was just going to say, you guys have uh, some real challenging big-name opponents coming up over the next few years, uh, but it did kind of make the news recently the Big Ten has kind of softened their ban. on, And it wasn't a you know, ban, whatever, but there's more of an opportunity, it looks like, for Valley teams uh, to get Big Ten teams on their schedule. Is that a big deal? I think, it's, you know, I think it is. Um, you know, the opportunity to play those those kinds of teams regionally where, where you have a number of your players that, uh, feel like that's a great experience. Um, that's kind of the big thing, right? The region, just that the Big Ten is such and, a regional league for the Valley. Yeah, and you, and you look at who we've scheduled in the Big Twelve. We've we've tried to schedule more regional opponents, um, opponents that uh, our our kids are really excited about. Uh, um, you know, having the opportunity to play against, and and now with the the Big Ten coming back into the fold, hopefully we can pick up uh, some of those kinds of games as well. And continue to to uh, challenge yourself by playing the very best in the country well bob thanks for joining us thanks for having us it uh, looks like john wessel's down there waiting for us like you can come on up john he didn't see me but uh good luck this season Great. we're looking forward yeah. to it appreciate yeah. it guys yeah. thanks very much for being here absolutely thank you thank you all right now we're live we're yeah, still live you and zim talk okay okay thanks bob <clears throat> I think we had John on this thing last year too, didn't we? I think. Oh, you weren't here, I don't think. Yeah, you weren't. We got hey John. John Wessel. There well, he is, the well, pride well, of Roosevelt well, High School. I could John say, Wessel. I could say with a incredible le level of confidence that he's the best hockey player on this football team. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So just, can we hear the story is behind Is there it? any competition for that title? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure know. if there is or not. Let's not start talking about hockey because well, Brian won't shut are up. You a wild, <laughs> don't listen to him. He's a jerk. Are you a wild guy or were you, who are you a fan of? Uh, you know, I just kind of watched a lot of hockey just in general growing up. He played a lot of played hockey. it, yeah. yeah. Did you play um, for the Flyers? Yep, I did. Oh, okay. Until I was junior. I didn't Stopped know that. after my junior year. Yep. Forward? Uh, I played defense. Nice. Yep. Well, you also played defense for the University of South Dakota, a linebacker that uh, missed most of last season. So here you are back uh, for your senior year. Um, I'll just throw it out there. What was it like being all fired up for last season and then ending up spending the whole thing sitting and watching? Yeah, you know, it definitely is. It's, uh, it was tough, you know, just used to going out there with the guys each and every week and, you know, putting on the jerseys and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of, well, I'm getting ready to stand on the sidelines and, you know, help out help out the way I could there, you know, and that was exactly just, you know, trying to stay involved, um, trying to, you know, just share the knowledge that I had from playing, you know, the previous teams. You know, we played the Missouri Valley teams every year. Um, so just sharing with them, you know, what I had seen in the past and stuff like that um, and just trying to get them ready to go out there and play in one every week. Whenever there's an injured player uh, and, and I ask a coach about that injured player and what you want him to do or the, the phrase I always hear is mental reps. Um, is there such a thing as mental reps, and what does that mean? Yes, 100%. I think, you know, um, th those mental reps are watching the guys last year, watching their mistakes, watching their, you know, the successful plays, mm -hmm. um, and truly just learning from those so that when you go out there and you can see, you know, we see a lot of the same things. It's, you know, it's football. You know, mm -hmm. oftentimes we're the ones that make it complicated. Mm -hmm. um, but you go out there, you know, if you see the same thing, if you've seen somebody do it wrong and you've seen somebody do it right, 
you know, usually you know what to do and you know how to do it the right way. The book on Matt has always been that. Occasionally he'll do something and people kind of whisper, guy could use some more mental rap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were there, though, some, some sort of aha moments then as you're watching going, geez, now I get this, or that's something that I think I've made that mistake before and I'm not going to do it again. Things that you can carry with you into this year that will make you a better player. Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think, you know, the biggest thing was is just being in that new scheme last year you know and, and a lot of just the new terminology and, and the new verbiage and everything like that but you know once you get into it you know you kind of see things you see you know when it works you, oh that's why we do that you know and you, you see when somebody makes a mistake it's like okay you know but you know what to do you know and that's the biggest thing is you know I think this year all of us you know can take that step forward um, and we do know exactly what to do and we can have that confidence that we know exactly what we're doing on each play. Yeah, so what did you do during games last year? Were you hanging out by the defensive coordinator as he's calling plays, watching things? Are you over with your teammates? How did you? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, you know, kind of just a little bit of everything, just being around, um, you know, um, doing whatever I felt like was needed at the time, you know, just kind of going with the flow. You know, it was a new place for me, you know. Yeah. Um, not 100% experienced, you know, with, with hanging out, <laughs> you know, during a game, <laughs> which is kind of a new one. Um, but, you know, just being with the guys, I'm seeing, you know, if I saw something, I'd try to, you know, share it with them on what I saw and stuff like that. I could give you a lot of pointers on just hanging out in a game. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my entire football career. But, um, uh, you know, it's funny. Bob was talking in the, the press conference before we came on about how much farther ahead you guys are this year as opposed to last year. He said after one week, you're already further ahead than you were an entire camp last year. Well, if that's the case, that's got to really bode well for this team because you went 4-7 and seven last year. But as everyone has talked about to death, you're five, six plays away from maybe being seven and four. Uh, you had all those close losses. If you were that close to being that good, even when apparently you didn't know what you were doing uh, based on you know how everything being new and everything, that has to give you a lot of confidence going into this year thinking, well, we're so much further ahead than last year, that can make the difference from four and seven to eight and three or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, hope to, we hope to truly apply that. Um, you know, kind of like you said, the biggest thing is, is this year, you know, I truly feel like we can be 100% confident, you know, in exactly what we're doing. Instead of, you know, last year, you know, there are times, you know, maybe you're 80% confident in the thing, you know, and mm -hmm. that makes you that makes you just half a step slower. Um, and, you know, in, in this league, half a step can add up to a lot of yards and a lot of points. Mm -hmm. Well, and defensively, um, you guys took your lumps last year at times, gave up more points than you probably wanted to. Maybe part of that was because you weren't on the field. But um, is there a confidence in this group? Well, I'm, certainly, it's probably as a confidence you'll be better. But what you know, what kind of expectations, I guess, do you have for yourselves as going into this season, saying, "Hey, we're, we have to be better on defense." Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and just looking at you know the statistics and the numbers, um, you know, we put a chip on our shoulder with that. You know, that's one place. You know, we got to be better. We have to be a better defensive unit. We have to stop teams. You know, when they get into our red zone, we have to stop teams on third down, and we have to stop them from running the football. You know, um, those are just things that we we know that we have to take steps forward in um, and c continue to progress in. Um, and I think that we're all taking a lot of pride in that. You're the beat writer. Okay. You ask him something. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, as far as what you've seen out of your teammates, and I know you're not going to criticize them here or anything like that, but uh, that front four is a, is a big part of whatever you're going to do as far as improvement here. You lost uh, two defensive tackles. Uh, they've moved a couple guys around. they got some new guys in there. You see improvement out of that defensive line? Right? Yeah, I really do. It's been great to play behind them, you know, and just even our first six practices at camp. Um, seeing a lot of improvement. Um, again, you know, even up front, just that 100% confidence in knowing what they're doing. Um, but also from, you know, us, us linebacker standpoint, it's having 100% confidence, you know, that we know that they know what they're doing, you know, so that we know exactly, you know, where they're going to end up. 
and we can dive into a little bit more, you know, okay, what exact movements um, happen, you know, and, and uh, we can truly just watch and, and see that on film and now just apply that, knowing that if the movement's happening here, like, this is probably where we're going to be needed to fit, and it's been great to watch them progress. Uh, other side of the ball, assessing uh, you have one running back that people have seen play and basically nobody else. Um, of those guys, uh, the guys that haven't played yet, you've seen them six practices, but a lot of two of them last year. How would you assess uh, the new running backs? Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. I think the, you know um, they do a very good job. You know, all of them of complementing each other. You know, so some of them are better at other things, and you know, than the other one. Um, but they do a really good job of you know being able to complement each other, and that's going to be huge. You know, because everybody in our league, it seems like, has three really good running backs. You know. Um, you get one of them, you know, get him tired, and then you get the next one out, and it's like, oh, wow, he's just as fresh as the other guy was, and, you know, he's just as good. So I think that's just very important for us. Okay. Look at your guys' schedule. Um, a lot of big games at home this year. Uh, you, the home opener, North Dakota, I mean, a, a former NCC rival, and you guys last year had a knockdown, drag it out kind of game with them. Uh, Youngstown State the, went to the national finals last year, and then, of course, South Dakota State in the season finale. Um, is there an excitement there in trying to, I mean, every game is important, obviously, especially in the Valley, uh, but when you have big games like that at home, trying to continue to establish a home field advantage here in the Dome? Yeah, you know, I think it's nice. Um, to be honest with you, I hadn't even looked at it until, you know, you just said it. You know, really, we, we truly are. We're focused on Drake. You know, and I know that's sure. cliche, you know, and what every team should say, but we really are. We're focused on, you know, Drake and, and one game at a time and, and going through our non-conference schedule, you know, and then, like you said, we get into the Valley where every game is hard and it really doesn't matter where it's played at. It's going to be a hard, you know, knockout, drag-out game, mm -hmm. you know, against everybody in the Valley. Um, but truly, we are. We're focused on Drake right away, and we, we just are going to do our best to start 1-0. Well, as players, you probably constantly hear that, the, oh, the Valley's so tough, it's so deep, all the teams are good. And I sometimes wonder if, if the players themselves kind of, it almost goes in one ear, they think it's just the usual stuff you sort of hear from the media. But then when you get into it, I'm sure you start to realize, wow, there aren't any bad teams in this league. Everyone here is good enough to make the playoffs. Is that both physically and mentally exhausting? Because a lot of leagues, there's maybe one or two gimmies, so to speak. There's games where I don't say you say, you don't try hard that game, but there, you feel like you get a little bit of a deep breath. There just isn't one of those in this league. Yeah, absolutely. There's not. Um, and I think that, you know, that's one thing you learn really quickly. Um, and, you know, maybe the first time or so, you know, I might be like, wow, it just seems like these guys just keep coming. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but now we go into we go into meetings and, and everybody knows that. You know, you go into Monday's meeting and talk about or Sunday's meeting and talk about your next opponent and you go, it's a Missouri Valley football team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They, they're going to have a good offense, a good defense, and we're going to have to play a top-notch game in order to beat them. When you're watching games from the sideline, entire Valley Conference games, does anything stand out to you? Is it faster than what it seems like it is in the field or more physically grueling or anything like that? Um, no, I mean, I don't really know. You know, I think that it's it's really interesting to see it from the different vantage points. You just yeah. you notice different things, you know. I, you know, I got to notice a little bit, you know, just seeing the big picture things and see everything kind of mesh together instead of just my part of meshing together mm -hmm. um but you know that's the beauty of film you know i mean we see everything anyways you know it's right. the old eye in the sky you make a mistake it gets caught you know you do something good it gets caught it doesn't yeah. matter what you do it's going to get caught right. you know so um the beautiful thing about it is though you know you just you watch it and they're truly there's just a lot of really good football players you know in our league um and it, it was really fun to watch well, we had Chris Streveler here, and then uh, he must have run after the bathroom or so something. So while you're here, what do you do? <laughs> How do you spend the summer? You hang out in Vermilion? You go back home? What yep, do you do? Yep, I was here all summer, um, played quite a bit of golf. I just work out in the mornings, then go play golf usually in the afternoons. Yeah. 
Um, then come back and do our captain's practices and stuff like that at nights. What kind of game do you have? Um, I'm okay. You know, I'm very inconsistent. You know, I think the best I've ever shot is a 75. You know, Jeez, but that's pretty good. But I can I can get up you know into the 90s and stuff too. So when I break 100, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, and I'm better than Brian, which I learned earlier this summer. Don't so <laughs> rank the golfers here. We go one, two, three. <laughs> <Yeah>. Very distant <laughs> fourth. <clears throat> so uh, what's your favorite course? Um, I just play the bluffs all the time. I've got a yeah. fox run in Yankton um, once or twice, um, but I really do. I think the bluffs is a great course. It's a lot of fun to play. You know, Any of your teammates got game? Uh, yeah, let's see here. Herman's got game. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of a couple of, like, the Gray Brothers will say they have game. <laughs> they <Okay>. don't. <laughs> um, let's see, Godfrey, the new snapper, he's got some game. Um, yeah, there's some guys out there that have some golf game to them. Be the best one on the team, though? I don't know. It'd be tough to say. You know, it'd be interesting to go out and play a tournament against those guys and yeah. see what would happen. I'd get my heart rate going up again. Though. That'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be fun. That's that'd a good, be a good idea. bye week That's activity. Idea, I, think. Yeah. I think I'd be more interested in watching the worst four guys. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. All right. Well, let's get Chris in here. We'll ask him about his awesome. golf game. Uh, John, thanks for stopping. Yeah, thanks, good yeah. luck this season. Appreciate it. Definitely don't want to ask me about the golf game. We're going to How's it going, guys? Good, Chris. How are you doing? Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. USD quarterback Chris Strebler. Uh Chris, how's the first week of practice going? It's going really well. Um, we've been able to pick up exactly where we wanted to be. We've um, putting a lot of good work this summer, and uh, I think we're definitely taking some step forward that uh, I think the coaches are pleased with, and I know I'm definitely happy about. For you, how was this offseason different coming into year two of actually being able to play USD? Just having an entire offseason under my belt has been a, has been a really big difference for me. Um, We've had so we had so many young guys playing last season, and I know I myself was scrambling a little bit in these in the summer to get the playbook down. And um, you know, the first week of camp is kind of all moving fast. My first time running the plays in real life, and um, you know, I obviously watched film, but it's it's a different ball game getting out there. And um, so just having an off season with those guys and just continuing to work and work and work, and then when we get with the coaches, they can implement the little tweaks and things that they wanna that they wanna see and. Um, it's definitely been definitely been a really fun year being able to grow with those guys and work in the off season. That's really when you build a lot of team camaraderie. Is just those tough 5 a.m. workouts. You know, you're just grinding together, and uh, it, you know it, it's tough, but you gotta love the grind to, to do to do this sport. And uh, it's been it's been really fun, and and uh, I haven't had a more fun year playing football than I have this year. Well, you know, Bob has been talking about how much farther ahead you guys are this year than at this time last year. And you know we're already farther ahead after one week than we were the whole camp last year was what he said. Well, I'm looking at last year's schedule. You scored 21 in the season opener against an FBS team, then 52-44 in your next two games. Yep. How'd you score that many points if you didn't know what you were doing? Were you just playing <laughs> playground football, or I mean, because yeah. if you're that much farther um, ahead now, that would seem to well, we go actually, pretty well. The first couple of games we didn't have any plays installed. We were just going off the top. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's you were in a post, you were in a drag. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was yeah. just drawing them up yeah. in the huddle. Yeah. No, it, it, it's just the thing about the offense we run is it's just always evolving and always changing. Mm -hmm. Is you know the stuff that maybe we were doing in those first weeks last year was just very basic and elementary stuff that we can do, kind of now hopefully just bam, 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 just on command. And um, this year, you know, we're adding a lot of different different tweaks and, and things and. You know, in the quarterback room, we talk about we talk about the 90%, and you know that 90% of plays being you know you go through your progression one, two, three. One of those guys is open, you hit them. Then we work on that 10% where it's maybe stuff that you don't plan for that you got to adjust to. And 
I think that's kind of at the point where we are as an offense is we're starting to get that 90% down and we're being able to adjust that other 10% for maybe a look that we wouldn't expect to get and we can adjust accordingly. What, uh, what's it like having so many? It's a distinctive, at least in the stats last year, it looked distinctive with the number of receivers that you completed passes to. Yeah. Um, is that an advantage in this situation? <clears throat> It definitely is. I mean, I was talking to Tristan Ducker last night, and I didn't even realize how many catches he had last season. But that's just the way it was. I mean, we have guys rolling in and out, and it's so nice to be able to run the offense that we run and have guys that can just sub in at any minute. Um, you definitely need depth at receiver at this on this offense because guys are going to get tired. I mean, the way we're throwing deep balls and doing all that stuff that we did last year, um, you got to have guys to sub in and. Having depth at that position is going to be one of our most important positions, and it's something that thus far in camp has been really impressive with the amount of guys that we can just rotate in with the first and second groups and, you know, nothing drops off. Is that much, much of an adjustment for you getting into that one play right after the other fast-paced type offense? No. Um, honestly, I kind of always preferred it. In high yeah. school, that's how we did it, and at Minnesota, we were we were ultra-slow. We were huddling, power, power, play-action type deal, which, which worked for us there, but... You know, in high school, I, I called all my own plays my senior year, and we were all no huddle. And I, you know, that was part of the reason why I came here. I felt like this offense was going to be best suited for the skill, the skill set that I brought, and um, it's definitely worked out really, really well this far. And just as a team, and being able to learn from Coach Slofsky, I, I couldn't have made a better decision. Do you guys get tired of being constantly <clears throat> reminded or asked about the close losses, one-score games, or is that something that you? try to use as a constant motivator, a reminder of how close you were to being the kind of team you wanted to be. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, it, it's definitely a constant reminder, but it's not something that we dwell on. You know what I mean? Like, when people bring it up, I'm always like, you know what, we were, we were that close, but that that's what pushes me every single day. You know, camp is a grind. Everyone knows that, and, you know, it's day six today or whatever we're at, and, you know, guys are tired, guys are sore, but they're in the back of their mind thinking, Shoot, we were a couple plays away from being in the playoffs last year, and that's that's I mean that's the truth, um, and I think that keeps them going. Like, okay, you know, I gotta take, I gotta go hard this practice because you never know what play it's gonna be next season that, you know, takes us from a four and seventeen to a seven and four team. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And um, it's not it's not something we dwell on, but it's definitely something that you know maybe puts a little bit of our chip on our shoulder and kind of keeps propelling us forward. Do you ever think about uh, your career kind of took a circuitous route to this point? Do you ever think about, it's like, well, you never imagined that you'd be in this situation at this school um, and just kind of think about how weird it is? I honestly do. It's, I don't think about it that much, but when I do, it's, it's, it's been a very weird and long career. Um, you know, I've, I've been in college for going to be five and a half years now, which is a little unique. You went, you went to Minnesota early. Correct? I graduated a semester early, yeah. so I'm actually finishing my master's this summer, and I'm just going to pick up another master's in the summer just – or in the season to be eligible. So it's been a very unique process, and I've just had so many different experiences. I've played for three head coaches. Um, you know, I've just had so many different teammates. and But I think all those different experiences that I've been able to build up have just helped me this season. It's, it's all coming together this season, and, um, you know, it's just been so many different experiences. I've been on good teams. I've been on teams that have struggled. You know, it's just it's been all across the board, and it's just been so fun. Um, you know, I'm just having a lot of fun, but... I'm telling you, this 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 season I've never had more fun than I'm having right now in camp and uh, and all and and the off season. I 
This is the first camp I haven't taken a nap because I'm just so excited about <laughs> watching film and getting better and just where we're going every day we take steps forward. So I'm like, I don't want a nap. I'm going to watch film and see what we did in practice. Um, so it's just been, it's, it's really exciting and it's, I'm having a lot of fun. Well, part of that is no two-a-days, right? Yeah, but I mean, you're still here from. You so know, no, I mean, what I'm saying eight. is, I'm assuming you like just about every player I've asked uh, doesn't don't miss two a days. Um, you know, camp as a quarterback is just such a different thing. It's, I mean, I'm not getting hit like those guys. So <laughs> I sympathize. So you with don't them mind? They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, my shoulders. I'm like, yeah, I guess my shoulders kind of suffer throwing, but I'm yeah. not knocking right. heads with guys. <laughs> so I mean, that part is hard for them, but. Two days was always just it was always just, it was always hard for quarterbacks from a mental standpoint because you gotta you have to be so locked in, especially in the offense we're running where every single play there's multiple reads that you're looking at mm-hmm. and if you're not locked in, you're gonna have a bad practice. Yeah, it might have been nice to have this situation last year when everyone was trying to learn a new system <laughs> yeah. to space it out more and not have to be yeah. cramming in those two days. We and, and the thing about this season though that's been really good is we've had a lot of great walkthroughs, which I think has been helping us a lot is you know, we meet, we watch the film of what we're gonna do, then we go out and walk through it, and then we come back and we have a night and then we walk through it again and then mm-hmm. we go do it and it's really helped us in practice having really productive walkthroughs and having guys that are locked in and I know it's not a practice but it's almost better than a practice because you know guys are gonna be locked in because it's it's a walkthrough and they have to be. What'd you do this summer besides get ready for football? Um, well, some people know that I worked at the zoo in Sioux Falls. I brought it up specifically. So yeah, we could so talk I figured about that's yeah. I figured that's where you were going with that. <laughs> um, and that was a really really fun experience. It was something that um, I just live a couple blocks from there. I should have stopped. Yeah, by. you should have stopped by. Um, <laughs> you probably would have seen me working with some of the animals, but it was a really fun. It was What'd a really you do fun there? experience. So I pretty much just helped out all the zookeepers, um, like pretty much what they would do. I would just kind of go around and help them out any way I could. And my main areas was the leopards, snow leopards, tigers, red wolves, foxes, anteater, and then the reptiles and bugs. That's what I mainly worked with. I obviously worked with some other animals too, but um, it was a really fun experience. And just, (laughs) I mean, I was kind of on spring break with my family and I was like, okay, it'd be fun to work with animals. Just got the position or whatever and and it, it was really really fun and definitely a really unique experience that probably a lot of people haven't been able to have to feed tigers and like lion or leopards and stuff i brought it up because an sdsu fan attempted uh to kind of tweet chris about it and he dunked on him with a pretty good tweet you can find it if you want to but was, um, uh... the, the other tweet first of all uh which of the species you worked with is the most good natured would you say um the leopards were, were really cool. They never, we never had an issue with them or like being aggressive or anything like that. They, they're and, asleep all the time. Every time you go to the zoo, they're just. <laughs> well, okay. The, the thing about that is the tigers we have. They're from Russia, so like, they're or like they're native to Russia, so they like it colder, so they sleep in the in the summer. But right. in the winter, apparently they're super active. So the zookeeper that I worked with, she's like, you got to come back in the winter and see them. So I'm really excited <laughs> to go back there and see them then. Um, but. The anteater was actually a really cool animal. He like loved to just come up to us, and he really likes jelly and honey. So sometimes we give him like jelly and honey, and he would just his tongue is like this long, and he's just <laughs> licking it all up. It's pretty funny. Me, me and my girlfriend go to the zoo two or three times a year. We love to go. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't see you there. But yeah. We we like to go too in like the spring or the fall. Yeah. We've never gone in the winter, mm-hmm. but it's best to go like early in the morning. In the spring, yep. fall, because the animals are up, yeah. moving There's around. Not a lot it's of people the there either. And you yeah. would have seen me though. I'm in mean, like a green shirt, so I'd stick out. <laughs> you blend in when you're, yeah. if you're, you're just like an umpire or a referee. If you're doing your <laughs> yeah, job, you nobody notices. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. 
Any nerves dealing with those big cats? <laughs> no, I that was that was the animals I wanted to work yeah. with, and it was just so cool getting to go in and see these tigers that are like 300 pounds. Their paws are like this big. Their head is like four times the size of yours, and. Um, I bet they weigh more than 300 pounds. <laughs> well, we had all females, so they're a little less, but the males are probably like 550, I really? would say. Yeah. But <laughs> it was such a cool experience, and uh, it was fun. The other tweet that I laughed out loud for, that came from you this summer was about the grinding when no one's looking. <laughs> that, that this is the time of year when you start seeing these tweets from all yeah. the football players. <laughs> and it, it kind of, to me, it kind of begged the question: Do you ever see any of your teammates looking? To see that, to make sure no one's looking when they <laughs> when they start grinding. It's, it's such a I always made though. sure I was only grinding when people were looking. That was exactly. Yeah. It's just it was so funny because I was like it was like Fourth of July and like I had all these people on Snapchat and Twitter like tweeting and posting about like grinding when no one's watching. It's like everyone's working out during Fourth of July weekend, you know. Like, I mean I don't really know what's going on here, so um, I don't know. It's just kind of funny, but I could see where there'd be conflicts too, where. All of a sudden, you'd be in the weight room throwing up, you know, 410 yep. times and and thinking no one's looking. Somebody's and then somebody somebody looked, busts and there's you. Zimmer, like Snapchat. Then yeah. your whole post is ruined. Yeah, you can't looking. be grinding when no one's looking. Yeah. Someone saw you. Oh, that ruins it. How do you That's handle fun. social media during the season? Do you pay attention to it? Do you shut it down? What do you do? Um, I don't really take social media very seriously, so I don't mind it. Um, yeah. At Minnesota, actually, you know, it was, a, it was a bigger platform at Minnesota, so you get more fans tweeting at you being like, you suck. Um, so... Our starting quarterback took it a lot harder than I did, but every once in a while I would just like search his name or my name, and <laughs> it was some pretty funny things. Like for the talent show one year, we did like reading mean tweets about ourselves, and one of them was like, "Streveler just overthrew Wozniak, like a six nine tight end." It was like that takes talent to suck that bad, or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's a warm up. Like I don't care. So I don't take it super seriously, and it's a good way to stay up to date with stuff. So, um, you know, if someone's like tweeting at me like that that state fan or whatever i don't take it super seriously it's all just social media it doesn't matter probably the best will mick gets you suck tweets all the time too so yeah. half of them come from zimmer the other <laughs> quarter from me i might have to shoot a couple of your way yeah too. that's all right okay <laughs> well i'll just You're jump due. on him yeah <laughs> perfect you owe me all right well let's wrap this thing up chris thanks so much for joining yeah. us thank you uh, good luck to you in the coyotes this season uh thanks everyone for joining us we'll be live from brookings on tuesday with uh, south dakota state media day so see you then